Hello and welcome. You are listening to That Plant-Based Doula Podcast. My name is Serenity and I am your host and That Plant-Based Doula. In this podcast, we discuss various topics pertaining to natural reproductive and general health using whole plant-based foods and herbs, as well as other natural implements. Let's go ahead and get started. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to my podcast. Um, Well, it may not be morning for you, but it is for me, and... You know, something I have been doing lately to not only boost my energy, but, you know, help me get more work done um, is get up earlier. If you have children, I know especially with COVID-19 and everything going on, there are lots of parents out there opting to um, do remote learning or even homeschooling for their kids at home. So you have your kids with you all the time and you're trying to balance that and you know your work or business whatever it may be and it can get really tricky so one of the things that I have learned um, is getting up earlier than my kids and going to bed at a decent hour and I can get my meditations and a few little work things done or stuff around the house done And then I can give more of myself to my children when they do wake up and my mindset is better and it's just overall just a better experience for all of us. So yes, it is about 7.20. I've been up since 5.30. Well, about 5, but I was walking out of my room at 5.30 when my alarm went off. Um, And it's just, it's overall, it improves everything and I love it, but I wanted to take the opportunity while they're still sleeping to jump on here and talk to you about the truth about coffee. And especially in the mornings, I think that it's important for you to have this as a reminder, especially if you're a woman, I am constantly talking about why coffee is bad for us and how it affects us even more than men and it's very similar in that aspect um, to alcohol and you know I'm not going to get into the conspiracy theory aspects of of the agenda behind coffee and even alcohol not today maybe another time but it's just really scary when you look at the facts and not just the propaganda that has been pushed for so long Um, you know, pushing us to drink coffee and the marketing that goes on behind it. And so, yeah, I want to talk about it. And I want to, I want to talk about any potential benefits as well as healthier alternatives to help you ditch the habit. And so let's just go ahead and dive in. And in order to understand the effects of coffee and why I stay preaching about why it's so, so unhealthy for people, especially women, We need to get to the root of coffee, which is caffeine. And even more than that, the root of caffeine, what is caffeine? Well, it's an alkaloid. And we're going to talk about what alkaloids are and, you know, kind of some theories around the difference in alkaloids and how they affect our bodies. So if you go on, you know, Google, because that's what everybody seems to use, um, you could search what is caffeine. And I pulled two different searches, you know, one from more of a holistic aspect and then one from a scientific aspect. Both are equally important, 
and you know this information that I share with you I feel that it needs to be known and you know obviously you guys you have to take what you want from what I'm telling you and don't please don't look at what I'm telling you as like a holier than thou perspective because I used to be one of those heavy coffee drinkers I 100% know the feeling that you get from it and all of that I get it so I'm not speaking from like a place like I've never experienced it and I'm just talking down on you like I'm telling you because I know how much better I feel now that I've been coffee free for over a year and now I've been caffeine free for about six weeks so yeah it definitely makes a difference so from a holistic aspect caffeine is an alkaloid occurring naturally in some 60 plant species of which cocoa beans cola nuts tea leaves and coffee beans are the most well known other natural sources of caffeine include yerba mate which correct me if i'm not um, pronouncing that correctly guarana berries guayasa and the yapon holly Caffeine is added to many popular soft drinks and is also a component of a number of pharmacological preparations and over-the-counter medicines, including analgesics, diet aids, and cold and flu remedies. Now, from a scientific perspective, caffeine is a central nervous system, or CNS, stimulant of the methylexanthine class. It is the world's most widely consumed psychoactive drug. Unlike many other psychoactive substances, it is legal and unregulated in nearly all parts of the world. There are several known mechanisms of action to explain the effects of caffeine. The most prominent is that it reversibly blocks the action of adenosine and its receptors on its receptors and consequently prevents the onset of drowsiness induced by adenosine. Caffeine also stimulates certain portions of the autonomic nervous system. Okay, the autonomic nervous system. This is important because we're going to really you know, talk about this. We can go in depth at another time over autonomic nervous system. But, you guys, especially you ladies, you know, what happens then, all of these things that I'm going to point out in this podcast of how caffeine affects us, you know, you keep using caffeine over a period of time, and I say using like it's a drug because it literally is a drug. Like I said, it is the world's most widely consumed psychoactive drug, but if you keep using it over a period of time, you are doing such damage to your nerves, to your autonomic nervous system, that when left unchecked, you will be dealing with some serious health issues, chronic fatigue syndrome being a huge one, which which comes with a plethora of health issues and symptoms that you really don't want to be dealing with. Like, it's chronic fatigue. So, I mean, if you're somebody who's constantly exhausted, has no energy or motivation to do anything, and you rely on coffee, but it's like you're still feeling like that, think about it. It's wearing on your nerves, and the energy you feel is not natural. It's coming from the substance, and your body then stops producing that energy because it's relying on a substance. And so, yes, when you quit drinking coffee, when you drink, uh, quit drinking caffeine, you're going to go through some withdrawal symptoms for sure. You're going to have headaches. You're probably going to be extremely lethargic and tired. Um, the key here is staying hydrated and staying, you know, well-nourished, eating a very good nutrient-dense diet and pushing through and understanding that, you know, the outcome is way greater than that one cup of coffee. 
And really quickly, I want to point out that I did talk about this this last week during the Tuesday Tea, and if you missed that, you can go check that out in my free community on Facebook that is called the Papaya Collective, which, by the way, the Papaya app is set to launch this season, this fall, and I'm super excited. If you're interested in the Papaya app, you can go check out the Papaya Collective on IG, even on Facebook, there's a page, but long story short, the Papaya Collective is the newest and most amazing social media network for women by women all centered around holistic health and healing. And it's free to download and it's free to sign up as a basic member. If you want to come on the app as a practitioner or holistic health professional, whether you are a doula, a midwife, yoga instructor, energy worker, chiropractor, uh, breastfeeding specialist, fertility specialist, whatever it may be. You could even be somebody who cleans houses with green products. And you want to come on and you want to promote your services, you want to promote your coachings, your teachings, whatever it may be, you can become a papaya partner and it's really easy and it's really amazing and you have lots of opportunities to monetize and education to monetize and uh, market and create content. So again, if you want to learn how to be a papaya partner, you can uh, go visit our Instagram at the Papaya Collective and just click the link in the bio and you'll see our link tree which has a lot of really awesome information regarding everything you need to know up to this point about the Papaya app. So get ready for that and we're going to be announcing that um, you know, official release date in the very near future. Okay, so let's talk about alkaloids. Alkaloids can be considered a natural food toxin and not all alkaloids are necessarily bad and we're going to go into alkaloids on a completely different podcast or Tuesday tea episode because there's a lot to know about alkaloids but in order to give you a brief you know explanation of what they are what their purpose is and how they interact with our bodies I you know kind of broke it down um, shortly and briefly so alkaloids are any of a class of nitrogenous organic compounds of plant origin which have pronounced physiological actions on humans. Um, we now know about over 3,000 types of alkaloids present in over 4,000 plant species. Think about mushrooms, quote-unquote magic mushrooms. <laughs> when you are out in the wild, you know, you have to be very careful about what mushrooms, even herbs, you know, you have to be careful about what you're ingesting because, um, you know, like when you go to lick or ingest a mushroom and the effect, uh, you know, the poisoning effect it gives you, that is from the alkaloid that's present in the mushroom. And essentially an alkaloid is a defense mechanism for that plant. And like, like I said, over 4,000 plant species contain alkaloids, one type or another, and there are over 3,000 types. I mean, even carrots have alkaloids. Tomatoes have alkaloids. Um, potatoes, peppers, they all have alkaloids. Now, are those types of alkaloids going to affect us in the same way that the caffeine alkaloid does? Not for most of us. We're going to talk more about that. But... These different types of alkaloids include many drugs like morphine and poisons like atropine. Cocaine and nicotine are also considered alkaloids. What alkaloids do is they inhibit or activate enzymes, um, the ADH, alcohol, dehydrogenase, and phosphatase. They inhibit the phosphodiesters. Y'all, 
if I'm not pronouncing these words correctly, just bear with me because, um, <laughs> yeah, there's, they're pretty difficult and I have not practiced reading these words over and over, I guess, but, um, you can look up what these terms are and I've kind of explained some of the abbreviations as best as I could as I go, but the phosphodiesters, which normally destroy the CAMP, which is involved in the breakdown of fats and carbohydrates. Um, it alters the storage of carbohydrates and fats. So a good example of this would be when smokers stay thinner as it impacts on their CAMP system, and then after they quit, they gain weight. So you can learn more about the, the CAMP or CAMP system or CAMP system um, just by going back and reading over some, some basic biology. But the second thing is it affects the nucleic acid and protein synthesis. Certain alkaloids bind to nu nucleic acids, and they interact with DNA. They make DNA susceptible to UV damage. Um, it affects the binding of regulators, affects repair. These effects are congenital defects in offspring, such as skeletal or palate damage, or impact in adults with increased cancer rates, as with smokers. It binds with your RNA. It affects transcription, the rRNA formation, and can cause chain termination. So your RNA... Um, it stands for ribonucleic acid, and it is essentially like a chain of, of protein, like of cells that create your protein. Um, number three, it affects membrane structure, structure and cytoskeletal structure, um, the cellular weakening or collapse, as well as production of leaky membranes. It can affect nerve transmission and induction. So you that whole feeling that you get when, that, when you take that first sip of coffee in the morning, that is that is your nerve transmission being affected. Um, it can also alter energy dynamics or use of energy from detox with the um, NADPH dependent, which stands for, and here we go again, the nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide phosphate conjugation systems reduces energy for growth and can also alter acid balance with release of glucuronic acid used in conjugation. So in English, your body normally defends itself from the quote-unquote toxins you take in daily, and by toxins, I mean anything it can readily use for metabolism and nutrition, such as drugs you take for health or whatever, um, by breaking them down. Your body also treats the alkaloids in the foods you eat as toxins and oxidizes them to make them water-soluble using your MFO or mixed-function oxidases, thus allowing them to be easily eliminated from the body as quickly as possible. So if you take in too much of these compounds by smoking or drinking coffee, eating a lot of foods with alkaloids, it can cost the body quite a bit of energy, energy it could better use for growth and repair. So like I mentioned earlier, you know, the some of the foods that have alkaloids, are tomatoes, eggplants, potatoes, peppers, potatoes are part of the alkaloid family called the solanine, and tomatoes from the tomatine, and these are actually considered quote-unquote nightshades and I really hate the term nightshades because it just sounds scary like I don't know about you but I'm thinking like <laughs> vampires and creepy shit right so um but if you follow medical medium the way I do and I get a lot of my information from him he kind of debunks that whole theory and he talks about why they affect different people differently. And so all of this to say, I'm not saying that tomatoes, tomatine doesn't affect you in a negative way. I mean, anything can affect anyone in any way. Um, there's so many components that come into that, that factor into that, you know, your DNA, your health, where you are, um, the levels of heavy metals or viruses in your body. I mean, um, there's so many things. And so it's important to kind of be aware and be knowledgeable about, you know, A, what you're eating, what you're ingesting, 
but then also how to cleanse and you know being aware of heavy metals being aware of toxins being aware of the fact that we have these viruses living inside us and certain foods will um, adversely react with them or the virus will react from those foods and it's just very interesting once you start investigating that so there's actually teas too that contain the alkaloid caffeine um, types of teas and that's why I always 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 advise um, herbal teas because herbal teas do not contain caffeine now herbal teas present their own slew of you know possible risks and side effects um, and herbal teas are all beneficial in their own right however you know depending on where you are with your health if you're pregnant if you're breastfeeding if you're taking any prescription drugs or any other herbs you have to understand how these herbs interact with one another and with um, other prescription drugs and obviously when you're pregnant or if even having kidney problems you have to be very careful with what types of herbs you're ingesting but the two types of teas that always will contain caffeine are black and green and so that's why I kind of laugh when, you know, because I'm always posting on Facebook about the dangers of caffeine because I want people to know and at least stop and think. Do I want people to just change their life because of something I said? No, you know, that's not what I'm here for. I'm here to drop some knowledge and you get the wheels turning and you do your own homework on it and then you make a decision based on what's best for you. But I find it funny when people tell me that they don't drink coffee, they drink um, green tea and green tea has high levels of caffeine as well, so it's like, okay, you know, but whatever, to each their own, um, we all learn at our own pace, you know? So, how does caffeine affect the autonomic nervous system? This is important because, like I said, it can create a whole host of health issues, um, chronic fatigue syndrome being a big one. Which, speaking of chronic fatigue syndrome, I want to give a shout out to Heather Carvey. She has a podcast of her own that is pretty amazing and you can find it um, on all the platforms I believe at Hey Heather Carvey but she specializes in chronic fatigue syndrome and she helps women heal using plant-based foods and you know mindful methods and she's just very knowledgeable and I really respect her practice and I you know urge you all if you are suffering from chronic fatigue to go check her out book a session with her and get help because she's helped a lot of women and she knows her shit. So I'm kind of talking about something in her realm here today and um, it's something that I wasn't even thinking about, you know, because I'm so focused on other aspects of our feminine health. But this really does play a major role in our femininity. It really does. So let's talk about this. The autonomic nervous system, or the ANS, is made up of the parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system. And caffeine acts, activates the sympathetic nervous system, aka the fight or flight, which that, that fight or flight area is located at the back base of your skull, just so you know. So a good example of fight or flight is like when you're facing down a ferocious lion or an oncoming car or you just have like a deadline for work or school or something. Your body then triggers a physical stress response that prepares you to either fight or flee the scene. And this fight or flight response is driven by the sympathetic nervous system. It is normally a harmonized network of brain structures, nerves, and hormones that if it's thrown off balance, it can result in serious complications, i.e. chronic fatigue syndrome. 
So basically, both the parasympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system work in conjunction with one another. The PNS is responsible for helping balance the SNS. When both are overloaded, it can be more difficult to reach homeostasis, causing a slew of problems, including but not limited to anxiety, panic attacks, nervousness, insomnia, breathlessness, palpitations, inability to relax, can't sit still, jumpy or jittery, poor digestion, fear, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol. So that's how it affects our nervous system. And then you start having these symptoms and you, you know, you chalk it up to whatever. And energetically, there are, uh, there are reasons behind having these um, issues, but there are things that you could do to avoid having that, or at least lessen having those, those symptoms and taking out coffee, taking out caffeine, taking out dairy products, those are all really good healthy steps towards good wellness. You can't see this, but in my notes for from the Tuesday Tea episode about the truth of coffee from last this last week, I included a chart of the caffeine content of drinks and foods. And this is by volume, by serving. And, you know, filtered coffee has the most amount of caffeine, even above espresso, at 85 milligrams. 85 milligrams, that is crazy. And then after coffee, after regular filtered coffee, it's energy drinks. And then followed closely behind that, espresso and dark chocolate. No, no, right after that is the instant coffee. And then espresso and dark chocolate are right with each other at 35 and 20 milligrams. What's after that? Oh, and then the caffeinated soft drinks. The sugar-free caffeinated soft drinks actually have more caffeine than just the regular caffeinated soft drinks. So, you know, not to mention the aspartame and everything else that's included in Diet Cokes and things. So if you think that drinking Diet Coke is better for you, you're absolutely wrong. And I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but no soda is good for you. But if you're going to drink soda, you might as well just drink soda and stay away from the sugar-free diet stuff. Um, and then, I mean, if you want to, if you want a copy of this chart, I'm sure you could probably look it up or you can message me, get in touch with me and I'll send it over to you as well as these notes that I have. I'm happy to share them. And this is something that I didn't put in my notes, but I did touch on during the Tuesday tea. Somebody had mentioned coffee enemas and, you know, because everybody always wants to argue when you, you know, share something that they don't want to hear, I guess. And they had mentioned coffee enemas. And, you know, I, I'm i kind of half and half with coffee enemas because I get that, you know, okay, here's the principle behind it. When you drink coffee, you're actually ingesting more caffeine and you're giving it more time to absorb into your bloodstream when you're drinking it that way. As far as when you, when you're inserting and administering it rectally, it's less caffeine per serving because it's, you're using less coffee. And then there are some benefits of the caffeine kind of like helping schleff off some of the, just the nasty sludge that you have stuck to the, the sides of your intestines, you know? Um, so, here's what I responded to somebody. 
who mention coffee enemas. So I will explain to you, while your last statement as far as enemas go is somewhat correct, but oral consumption and rectal administration are two entirely different things. For starters, when you consume coffee or caffeine orally, the coffee travels through your entire body, depositing caffeine everywhere as it goes, increasing rate of absorption to your bloodstream. Not to mention the effects on your dental health, but that's another topic for another post. Now, the reason enemas are more effective or healthier is because, one, the amount of caffeine in an enema is significantly lower than that in a cup of coffee due to the quality and type of coffee used in an enema versus the traditional store and organic brands you consume orally, and two, the liquid sits only in the intestinal tract for a short period of time, 10 to 15 minutes, before it is then expelled through fecal matter. The caffeine is beneficial in an enema because it helps to pull the toxins from the lining of your intestinal tract. So there you have it, you are correct, but even coffee enemas have it has its risks, including death, rectal burn, proctocolitis, polymicrobial enteric septicemia, and electrolyte imbalance. So consuming coffee orally is detrimental to a woman's health. So I finished off saying what I said originally because it had nothing to do with what I was really talking about. And in reality, there's enemas out there you could do with herbal teas that are even more beneficial, that are going to replace minerals in your body and hydrate you at the same time. So I just don't really understand the hype behind coffee enemas, but I know a lot of people who have had really great results from it. Now, I haven't followed their story after that if, you know, they dealt with any side effects or anything. So that would be interesting to note. And honestly, I promise you, I'm never going to be done studying coffee because I really just, it doesn't sit right with me that there is this whole just agenda against us and coffee is such a huge tool in that agenda. But that's my two cents on it. And somebody asked me too about healthy caffeine. And I have to laugh because I just, I don't believe in that. And if you're somebody out there who's like way smarter than me and you want to school me on that, please do. I'm open to hearing all aspects of this topic. But I'm pretty like, this is how I feel. And I've never felt better by quitting caffeine. But I don't believe in healthy caffeine. But there are some alternatives out there that can help you wean off. Um, I love the Ticino herbal coffees and herbal teas because they make coffee that is very similar to coffee. So you kind of get that that satisfaction that you're you're wanting. But it's not coffee. It's herbs. And a lot of them have like adaptogens that help heal your nerves. Which, win-win, it's literally doing the exact opposite of what actual coffee does. And you can, there's so many flavors to choose from. But yes, Ticino, Ticino is a brand. Go check them out. Um, that's something that I learned from Heather, Heather Carvey as well. So really appreciate that. Um, mud water is something that some friends of mine have all really liked. And um, there are some really great ingredients in it, like uh, sea salt and turmeric. But there is cacao, which kind of... I don't know much about it. I haven't done enough research. I have used cacao and baking and even shakes and smoothies and things. But, you know, as I learn more about chocolate and things, I'm not I'm not sure. So I'll have to get back to you on that. Um, chicory tea, dandelion tea, both great coffee alternatives. And dandelion is so amazing for your liver. Um, so, I mean, again, win-win on that. And then, you know, for 
in the daytime or even if you want to drink these in the morning but probiotic drinks they make some really good sparkling probiotic drinks and kombucha which kombucha is a big um debate also in the natural community because people will say that fermented drinks aren't good for you and then some people say they are and da 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 my thing is do what makes your your body feel good. I mean, if coffee makes you feel good 100%, then fine, have at it. But answer these questions for me. Does coffee make your heart race? Does coffee make you feel wired and jittery? Does it make you feel awake? Does it make you feel like you have to poop like right away? Um, those are all things that you need to ask yourself and really listen to your body and think, like, is this making me feel good or is my mind telling me it's making me feel good? And I know people are like, oh, I haven't had coffee, my head hurts, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's the withdrawal from the drug. So once you could push past that, then you will feel so much better and your body will then begin to heal and begin to create natural energy for you. Now, the big thing with probiotic drinks and kombucha that you want to be careful with is the amount of sugar because a lot of brands will put hella sugar in their drinks. So you you don't want to do that because then you're just loading up on sugar. But I really like the, what is it, GD's, I believe that's the brand, but the Trilogy, everybody knows it by Trilogy, um, or Synergy, I believe, and <laughs> it's that one is so good. I buy it by like the big leaders, and I also am somebody who is addicted to alcohol, and I'm sober, but if I'm ever, you know, hanging out with people who are drinking, I like to sip on kombucha, um, because it's good for me, it makes me feel good, and it's not alcohol. So those are all good alternatives and something I urge you to try. And, you know, at the very least, if you don't want to hear what I'm saying or you think I'm crazy, that's okay. You're not the first person to think that. <laughs> but at the very least, can you please look into it for yourself and really look into it? And, you know, for those two that are like, coffee prevents against dementia and Parkinson's and um, Alzheimer's and all of that, that's absolutely false. Absolutely false. And you go if you go online and look, it's going to tell you that it prevents against those things as well as cancer. That's total bullshit because alkaloids themselves can cause cancer. So <laughs> what? There's that. And then anecdotally, I know of three people who drank at least two cups of coffee every single day for 40 years, and they ended up with Parkinson's and dementia, and that is what killed them. So I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Um, one of those people was my great-grandfather, my grandfather, and he was one of the strongest people I know. He was one of the healthiest people I know. But he drank coffee, and I'm not saying that's what caused him to have dementia or Parkinson's, but it definitely did not help his situation. And by the way, decaffeinated coffee has caffeine in it as well. So there's that. I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. I hope you learned something. I hope that it, you know, sparked some interest in your mind to go and do further research for yourself. And um, if you have a topic that you would like me to cover on here, I would love to hear from you. You can email me at thatplantbaseddoula at gmail.com. And yeah, that's what I have for you today. So I hope you go out into the world today and you create something amazing and you stay mindful and you stay well. I'll catch you later. Hey, are you tired of Facebook and the constant censorship and political drama and blah, 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 blah? It just goes on and on. And it's honestly, it's a bunch of crap that you don't even care to see. Like, why is it even popping up? The ads, the just everything surrounding Facebook. Are you tired of it? Because I know I am. Well, guess what? You're in luck. 
If you're looking for a new social media platform that's made for women, by women, and centered around a holistic approach approach to life, whether it's um, pregnancy, parenting, just general wellness, then you need to join the Papaya app when it launches this fall of 2020. The Papaya app is an amazing concept, and I'm really excited to be able to bring this to the forefront and make it available in all major platforms and app stores and all that good stuff. It's super easy to download. It's going to be free for everybody. It's free to be a basic member. And if you are a natural health professional, it doesn't matter what your expertise is, um, whether it's in birth or energy or breastfeeding or chiropractic care, yoga, massage, um, herbalism, feminine health, it doesn't matter. If you want to come on there and promote your services and be able to create a community of your own that you can reach your, your clients and following with, easier, more clearly, without all the extra BS, then you can become a Papaya Partner. If you want to find out more about becoming a member, becoming a partner, or just basically what the Papaya app is, the Papaya Collective is, then go visit us on Instagram at the official Papaya Collective and click the link in our bio and you'll get all the information you need there. And you can contact us with any more information or questions or concerns at officialpapayacollective at gmail.com. Hey, gorgeous. If you love this episode, could you do me a favor? Screenshot this episode and post it on your stories and tag at that plant-based doula. Thanks so much, and I hope you have a wonderful week.